Hello, this is Resources for Resilience, where we dig into what creates resilience in our minds, our hearts, and our bodies. My name is Hilary Welsenbach. I run Montana Center for Somatic Psychotherapy in Missoula, Montana, and offer sensory motor psychotherapy and authentic movement. You can find this content in our blog as well at montanacsp.com. If you love this podcast, please feel free to support us through listener donations. If you have any questions about this material or are interested in learning more about these practices, need support for anything that came up in the practice, or have any other questions, please feel free to call us at office at montanacsp.com or 406 406- Five four one two six six two. Resilience. What do we mean by this term? We keep rolling this around. Resilience is used in the literature for individuals, ecology, economics, communities, organizations, national security, and more. Today we will look at some thoughts from a paper called The Concept of Resilience, Understanding Its Origins, Meanings, and Utility, a strawman paper by Alistair McAsland, director of the Torrens Resilience Institute in Adelaide, Australia. It was written March 14, 2010. In this paper, they discuss that Norris et al. from 2009 suggests there are six categories of reaction of adults to trauma and severe stress. The first category is resistance, where an individual has no or at least very little negative reaction to a disruptive event. Second category is resilience, where the individual may experience some negative reaction and then returns to the pre-event functioning. The third category is recovery, which involves a period of dysfunction lasting several months or more, followed by a gradual return to pre-event functioning. Category four is relapse remitting, in which symptoms display a cyclical course. Category five is delayed dysfunction, in which post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD, or some other trauma-related disorder emerges after considerable time has passed. And finally, category six is chronic dysfunction, where PTSD or some other trauma-related disorder persists. It is important to note that there are many possibilities of how an individual will respond to ongoing stress. The goal of the practice in this series is to help people who are in any category of reaction begin to encourage their nervous system to enter a state of regulation and enough calm for their body, mind, and heart to return to pre-event functioning. McCaslin, in his paper, suggests that all definitions of resilience include a cause, threats and events, an outcome, positive outcomes, a change in behavior, possibly becoming prepared, a purpose, the desire and commitment to survive, the capacity to be flexible, which is adaptability, learning on the fly, which would be gaining experience and connection, which would be a collective and coordinated response or interdependency. There are many qualities and personality traits that promote resilience. In this series, we are focusing on vulnerability, productive perseverance, 
connection, gratitude, generosity, and possibility. Last week, we looked at connection. Today, we will talk about gratitude. Experiencing and expressing gratitude improves our mental health. Joshua Brown and Joel Wong did a study on augmenting psychotherapy with writing gratitude letters. In their study, participants who wrote gratitude letters had significantly better mental health three months after writing the letter. Their takeaways were, one, gratitude unshackles us from negative emotions. Two, gratitude helps even if you don't share it. They told participants they could share their letter or not. It did not seem to affect the positive mental health benefit if the participant shared the letter or did not. Three, the benefits of gratitude take time. People felt not much different a week after writing the letter. They felt somewhat better four weeks later and quite a bit better 12 weeks later. Four, gratitude has lasting effects on the brain. 12 weeks after writing the letter, they did fMRI study on participants and found more activity in the areas for learning and decision-making than in the control group. Well, we want to show our gratitude to them for their research, so let's move toward practicing gratitude. But first, some words from the Dalai Lama about gratitude. Quote, In order to be happy, we must first possess inner contentment. And inner contentment doesn't come from having all we want, but rather from wanting and appreciating being grateful for all we have. End quote. Let's put this into practice. For our practice today, I would like to encourage you to go outside and take a gratitude walk. If you have limited mobility, please modify by using a wheelchair or balance aids or choosing to sit outside rather than walk. If for some reason it is impossible to go outside, please go and practice in front of a window. Please feel free to pause the recording to get your shoes on or whatever clothing you need for your practice. Please also bring something small that you can eat, some raisins, a cracker, some chocolate, a piece of fruit, some nuts, anything that is a couple of bites of food and can fit in your pocket without making a mess. So now that you are ready, please head outside if that's what you're going to do today. And if not, please find your comfortable place to practice. The first thing I would like you to do is to pause, stop moving, close your eyes and take a deep breath. What do you smell? Can you find any words to describe the smells you smell? Can you name at least three things that you are grateful for that you smell. Let yourself name these three things again to yourself.
Now, let's open our eyes. Let yourself begin to walk slowly. Take in the world around you. Allow your eyes to focus and then come to soft focus where you are not really focusing on anything in particular, but just letting the world come to you. Now let your eyes come back to focus and back to soft focus. Let yourself look around the world you're in. Name the colors, the textures, and the shapes that you see. Take a deep breath as you name three things that you see that you feel grateful for. Now, please grab your snack. Take a moment to look at your snack. Name the colors you see, the texture, the shape, and any associations you may have with this yummy snack. Allow yourself to put the snack in your mouth without chewing it. Let yourself feel the texture and taste in your mouth now. Slowly chew your food. Does the texture change as you chew? Does the taste change as you chew? As you swallow, allow yourself to feel the sensation of the food moving from your mouth to your stomach. Take a deep breath. Name three things about the taste experience that you are grateful for. As you continue to walk slowly, now I invite you to pay attention to what you hear. Can you name the sounds that you hear? What is out there? Are there loud sounds? Are there quiet sounds? Are there constant sounds? Are there intermittent sounds? Are there sounds from humans? Are there sounds from animals? Are there sounds from the weather? Let's take a moment just to listen. Take a deep breath and name 
name three sounds that you feel grateful for. Continuing to walk, notice the sensations you have on your skin. Is the air brushing your hands and face as you walk? Can you feel the contact of your feet on the ground? Can you feel your clothing on your body? Is there any other touch sensation you feel now? Is there anything in the environment that you want to touch? If so, go ahead and do that as long as it's safe. Take a deep breath. Name for yourself three touch sensations you are grateful for. We're still walking. Now, please think about the people in your life, your family, your friends, if you have coworkers, if you have neighbors, if you have people you see in your community, if you have people who are important to you who you don't often see, if there are people who are important to you who you never see, let yourself feel gratitude that you have for all these connections to all these people who you see often or not often. Take a deep breath. Name three people that you feel grateful for. If you choose to, when you get home and you are done with this podcast, I invite you to write a letter to one of the people you feel grateful for, telling them specific details about what you feel grateful for about them and send it to them. Now you can choose to go back to where you started your walk if you like, or you can continue your walk if that's what you would like to do. Here is a poem to ponder as you find your way wherever you are headed now. The poem is called The Gift by Mary Oliver. Be still, my soul, and steadfast. Earth and heaven both are still watching, though time is draining from the clock, and your walk that was confident and quick has become slow. So. Be slow if you must, but let the heart still play its true part. Love still as you once loved deeply, and without patience, let God and the world know you are grateful. The gift has been given. Today we talked about gratitude and practiced mindful walking. I hope you found this helpful. 
please feel free to contact me if you have any questions at office at montanacsp.com or 406-541-2662. I invite you to practice this exercise each day this week. There is bonus content with just the practice section in it labeled Gratitude Walk, which you can use to guide you each day if you like. I hope to share time with you again next week. Take care. Bye-bye.